Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story screen podcast where we see uh, we see new movies again now. Before it was we just saw movies that were new to us because there was a global pandemic, but now we're starting to see movies as they come out, uh, kind of classic style, like Coca-Cola classic. Uh, we're not the only podcast on story screen. Before we jump into it, just so you guys know, you're listening to this content. We really appreciate it, but we have so much more content on our website. We have a members-only service where you guys can go on there and find even more content. It's we only got, five bucks. It's only five dollars. Hey, <laughs> it's only five dollars. Shut up. Uh, it's only five dollars, and uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff with that. You can go on our YouTube where we put a lot of really cool content on there as well of the more visual variety. Uh, we also have a drive-in. If you didn't already know, so come check that out. And then uh, we're recording right now here in the Story Screen Theater in person. Uh, something we're we're uh, getting back into. I yeah. know it's weird for me. This is know. this is my first time in person. Uh, the voice you're hearing right now is Ooh, Diana Jamiro. Hello, yeah. hello. How you doing, Diana? Pretty good. Nice, nice. And we're joined by special guest. Uh, she's been on the podcast before. Uh, she's resident. Likes to talk about ears. Sophia Quisto. Hi. How are you doing, Sophia? Doing very good. First podcast in person. Yes, you, you specifically requested that you do this podcast. We were like, we can do it on Zoom. You're like, I really want to just be in the room and taste the germs that we all will, will soon be trading. See the face behind just, the mask. Exactly. just want to taste it. The spices. The spicy take. Well, I'm glad you guys are here. It's nice to be doing podcasts in person again. There's nothing quite like it. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about uh, probably the biggest splash in the return, the back to the movies time. You know, yeah. we had we had Godzilla. That was a big guy. You could stream Godzilla. We had Mortal Kombat. That's a big guy. You could stream Mortal Kombat. And the thing is, both those movies are fine. They're not tremendously cool. Yeah, they're, they're not, all right. They're fine. They scratch that itch a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they're they're cool. They're cool. Back <laughs> to the movies, but uh, the summer blockbuster's back. It's here. Uh, we're here to talk about Quiet Place Part Two. Part two. The quiet. The quietening. The quiet. And I know <laughs> Quiet Place Two was delayed, but were Mortal Kombat and Godzilla also delayed, or were they I scheduled think, for twenty twenty one? All movies were delayed. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Quiet Place is uh, Quiet Place Part is a little bit more interesting because it was going to come out like the month the pandemic like yeah. kicked off in, right. in the states. It was mm-hmm. coming out in March. I made a content. I made like a video that was going to play before it. In the theater, and then uh, I didn't have to mm. anymore. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been working to it. It might be somewhere. I have to see if I can get that on the screen. Nice. But yeah, so uh, yeah, we're here to talk about Quiet Place, our, our uh, hot takes on a Quiet Place. Uh, before I hear your, your burgeoning, you know, you haven't seen the, you, we just saw the movie. That's not true. We saw it a few days ago. It's a warmish take. It's a take. warmish take. We got busy lives. Um, was everyone's temperature on Quiet Place Part 1? Before we jump into part two. I enjoyed part one, but yeah. I, I didn't like blow me away. Some people blew away, right? Right. Some yeah. people, I feel like it blew their socks off. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Good cast. The kid, the kiddo cast was awesome. Yeah. We appreciate a good kiddo cast here. Good kiddo cast. Yeah. Uh, but, and I liked the concept. Right. 
And granted, we were all probably excited because it's filmed in some locales that we recognize. Yes. Here in so, the Beacon. Even though yeah. I think this one might have been, at least in the New York area. Yeah. For a long yeah. Time. It was like yeah. New Paltz and Pauling and right. Dover. but mm-hmm. the, Not quite as cool as Beacon. The first one was in the natural market, made to look like yeah. what I envisioned the natural market will look like one day. But one day, hopefully, <laughs> in, hopefully in the distant, hopefully in the very distant future. In the distant future. But uh, who fucking knows, right? Produce will be cheaper. You can, you can get cheaper. Yeah, way cheaper. It'll grow back on trees. Uh, Sophia, how did you feel about Quiet Place Part 1? I loved it. I'm someone who, it depends on the horror movie. I'm more of a chicken when it comes to like the really scary stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, so this was like good suspense, not exactly. so much horror. A Quiet in my Place mind. isn't super scary. It's more like nice PG-13, like Stranger Things kind of horror. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of suspense where you're like, oh, no, 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 no. You know something's exactly. coming. It's not necessarily like... Things are going to be gross. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't give, like, <laughs> nightmares or anything. Sure. But... It is more, like, focused on, I think, tension building, which can still yeah. be fear. And I still think they, you know, they're, they're horror movie qualifiers. The second movie, maybe less so. We'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, I really like the first Quiet Place. I liked it more the second time I watched it. I think when mm. I watched it the first time, there was still a lot of, like, the buzz around it. And, like, you know... I think so, I've only seen it the one time, so I'm I'm actually looking forward to watching it again before yeah. I revisit part two. That movie is just, it's super tight. Yeah. Like, it's super well-directed. John Krasinski's, I think, first time directing or first feature he directed. Yeah. Jim. Jim. Good job. Um, and he didn't he didn't write the first one. He just right. directed it. He and, kind of adapted it a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that first movie is just really good. Simple premise has, you know, its rules very clearly established, and then the movie's just playing with that with those rules a lot and um and yeah i think thematically resonated with a lot of people in different ways so now here we are in 2021 we we, we survived our own alien apocalypse <laughs> uh, we've come through the other side i wear an eye patch now uh you, you guys look good with an eye patch. thank you i appreciate that chicks dick scars uh you guys <laughs> both rode your mad max style vehicles here of course bludgeoning uh you know mutants on the Furiosa, way but yeah. we got one arm you got so. one arm <laughs> Sophia, what's your what's your mutant aesthetic? What do you look like? Oh, you saw Mad Max, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. I mean, I did cut my hair, so I got that going. There you it go. looks good. Yeah. Edgy. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And you spray painted Edgy. your mouth with chrome. <laughs> <laughs> and it smells awful. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, so yeah, what's uh Dana, you start. Tell me your, your hot take on Quiet Place Pot. Do it, the quiet in the name. Uh, the the quietude. Um <laughs> part two. I, it was damn good. It was yeah. Uh, a lot more action, a lot more action sequences. Yes. Uh, more special effects, but more I th- I thought it was like a great, fun blockbuster sequel. Like I didn't go into it with very high expectations, and I thought it did a great job. Yeah. And the characters that were new, I liked them. And then the characters that were from the first one, they were awesome. Still good. Still good. <laughs> and the kids were even better. Yeah, I agree. Potentially. Um, I'm gonna mispronounce her name. Is her name Millicent? I think it is Millicent. Yeah, Millie. Maleficent. 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 The main, the main kiddo. Her name's Reagan in Reagan, the movie, yeah. right? Millicent Simmons, Simmons, who I've seen in one other movie, Wonder, but uh, she's great. She was in Wonder with Noah Jupe. With Noah Jupe. Yeah. Remember her in Wonder. Yeah, they're not in the same storylines, so they're. Oh, it's good. 
Yeah, and no jupe. He's cutie, and he probably could easily be on Stranger Things. Eas- <laughs> easily, <can>. yeah. <laughs> easily. Yeah, this movie does have... I mean, what is Stranger Things vibes but just scary and children? Because um, does you know it has Stranger Things vibes, I, or does Stranger Things have it vibes? So you know when we talk monsters, we can talk a little bit about that, but there are some similarities. And to the Demogorgon and the yes. huge and the, the and I felt monster. I felt yeah. that for the first one, and I think that's part of the reason why I was like, oh okay, yeah. There, but there's then again, dis- I was like, yeah, eh, yeah. And that's we'll, okay. And you know, before we go any further, just so the audience knows, we won't spy. We, spiral. We won't spoil. We won't place. spiral. We won't uh, spiral. No, we'll spiral. Uh, we won't uh, spoil Quiet <laughs> Place Part Two: Rise of the Silence, but uh, we right. will spoil the first movie. Yeah, spoiler, uh, spoiler town. Yeah, so if you guys are listening to this part mm. without knowing anything, uh, you, you you should at least watch the first one. Right, uh, definitely. Sophia, what what is your hot take on Quiet Place Part Two: Revenge of the Silence? Oh man, I loved it. <laughs> I love this movie so much. So my relationship with Quiet Places in general has changed throughout the years because when I saw the first one, it was 2018, I was about to graduate high school. I had no knowledge of, I know, so young. That's disgusting. <laughs> no knowledge of ASL is so fresh. or deaf culture. So when I first watched it, I, I loved it. But now, I bought the DVD since because I loved it so much. And when I watch it now, I can understand some of the ASL. And I have, a, I have a, more of an appreciation for Melissa Simmons being, like, the first actress to star in, like, a supernatural film. Yeah, Sophia, what do you go to college for right now? So I go to SUNY New Paltz for childhood education. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And I have a great interest in deaf studies and deaf culture. I've taken two ASL classes, so... I'm not like a coda or anything. I'm not a child of deaf adults. I'm not in the deaf community. I just had deaf professors, and I'm really interested in deaf culture. Um, I enjoy learning ASL. And actually, the ASL they use in the movie is more accurate because with ASL, the grammar is different. So Mm. you'll notice that in a lot of movies about deaf people geared towards hearing people, what they do is they talk in regular English like I am now. Okay. And they sign to assist that. So in ASL, for example, like, the tree over there is green. ASL would be, like, tree there, green, over there. And mm-hmm. that d- wouldn't make sense in a movie being watched by hearing people. So, yeah. like, in A Quiet Place, I mean, they that said makes, that. That makes sense, actually, just in a lot of translations. Like, Spanish is like that. Italian is yeah, like that. Yeah, it doesn't break down. Like, yeah. it, like yeah. verbatim, the, the preposition isn't in the same languages. place. The verb isn't always in the same order. Yeah, totally. So what they do is they do... Uh, signed exact english s-e-e which is pretty much every word they say is being signed and a quiet place is is easy because the sentences are generally very simple sure <laughs> like don't go there or something like it's easy to emphasize <laughs> I know every they do word the sh- the shush they do they do the, <laughs> they do be quiet they do breathe a lot breathe <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> Yeah, how does this movie, uh, the other, uh, your first story screen uh, hot takes appearance was on Sound of Metal. How does this movie, ASL-wise, compare to to Sound of Metal? So, like Sound of Metal, you'll notice they are talking in perfect English as they sign, which is Mm -hmm. accurate. A lot of deaf individuals do that. Um, The cochlear implant, (laughs) so this isn't a spoiler because they show this in the first uh, A Quiet Place. It's impossible for a cochlear implant to emit feedback. 
Sorry. Oh, that's it's, like the whole premise of the is. movie. It's, it's <laughs> impossible because it's, it's not a radio. But it's not a frequency. Is it, is Podcast it not? is over. Yeah, that's I guess. It. Uh, if it was debunked. a hearing aid, it would. Well, I think it is a hearing aid, is it's, it not? Well, kind of. Like a hearing aid like that you would buy like to assist hearing sound. Yeah. Right. That could emit frequencies. But a cochlear implant... You are completely deaf. There is a implant oh, yeah. in your head. Right. So what it does is it bypasses the damaged portions of your ear to um, emulate sound. It's not actual sound you're hearing. But I wonder if, if that, I mean, I know that's what he um, ended up getting in Sound of Metal, but is that exactly what she had in this one? I it's a cochlear implant. It is. Okay, because I just thought it was a hearing aid. I thought aid. it was a hearing aid as well because yeah. I was, um, I listened to like some like bit video with Mike before I came over of John Krasinski like just dissecting one scene Mm -hmm. and he was talking about how um, she can hear in real life but not you know just certain things very very low like if somebody laughs or Mm -hmm. if somebody loud like something happens behind her she can tell but it's at like a much lower level and so that was sort of his um, incentive for putting in those portions where it's kind of muted, where you can hear a little bit of something, but not really hear it in full picture. Well, like they show in Sound of Metal, like the hearing, there can be some re- quote-unquote residual hearing. If you have yeah. an implant, you have no hearing. It's gotcha. just like trying to emulate, kind of resemble sound. Yeah, it can sound robotic. Yeah. Um, deaf people can still really enjoy music and movies sure. because you get that bass. Like, right. I was trying Tactile. to picture, as I was watching, like, how it would be for a deaf person. And Sound of Metal, first of all, I love that the whole thing is captioned. Yeah. Quiet Place isn't. They right. caption the ASL for hearing audiences, and they don't caption the English for deaf audiences. Right. I mean, that's unfortunate. That's what makes Sound of Metal so cool, is Sound that it's geared so towards good. a hard-of-hearing yeah, audience. It's, it is. It's accessibility sure. is kind it's of It's geared first. towards all audiences. Right. Mm. So... Um, cool. Well, you know, moving, uh, pivoting from uh, ASL talk in the movie, which seems to be that it's pretty good, but maybe Sound of Metal yeah. did it better. I don't know. Did it better? A little better. Yeah. A little, but, little uh, better. But yeah, how did you feel, uh, other <laughs> than that aspect of the film, how did you feel about, about The Quiet Place part? Duh. It was phenomenal. I yeah. loved Melissa Simmons' acting. Uh, no Jupe, I love in uh, Wonder Boy. Uh, no, it's not Wonder Boy, just Wonder. And, oh, what was the other one? I didn't see Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, he's great oh, in that. That's a great movie, it actually. Is. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I uh, that's like a I don't know. That's like a movie I would have watched with my dad on a Sunday afternoon. That sounds like a dad movie. It's sort of oh. like a a pseudo biopic with like Christian Bale being a pain in the ass, but you like him, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's good. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever seen Killian Murphy before. Oh, you've never seen Twenty Eight Days Later? No, what I recognized his. What about face? Dunkirk? Oh, I have. And you've seen him in the Batman movies. I have. He's Scarecrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I've definitely seen Dunkirk's. So I would I say have. that would be his big break, probably, but a yeah. lot of people still don't know. Yeah, oh. he's also in uh, what's that Netflix show that he's in? That I can't understand a word he's saying. Oh, Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that. Mike loves it. Yeah, that's a, that's a show you gotta watch um, sometimes. <laughs> but for for you all youngins, yeah, watch Twenty Eight Days Later. Zombies. It, it's a zombie movie, so mm-hmm. I will put that out there. But it's like one of the earlier ones, and it's um, Danny Boyle, so like Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, okay. Same director. I love yeah. Slumdog Millionaire. It's pretty great. Later, it's a pretty rocks. great movie. Yeah, it still holds up. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it, it, it was revolutionary when it came out. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like it was doing like it was it was great. The inception of the or the dawn of the fat zombie is, right. is from twenty eight days right. later. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I think we all my, my hot take on um Quiet Place, Return of the Quieting is <laughs> uh I fucking I yeah, I adored it. You know, I think the the comparison I heard a lot, even in like the pre release of this movie, was the um Big Breath. Uh, the comparison to like Alien to Aliens or Terminator T2. Terminator Two Judgment Empire Day Empire Strikes Back Empire Strikes well less of that one just I've, just in the sense of like horror movies then kind of having more action horror sequels sure which it I think this action. is I would say yeah. it is a bit Empire because they split up the group to come back together oh, that's fair eventually yeah by that yeah um but yeah so in in its like horror roots it definitely has like kind of that trajectory and uh, you know kind of what it trades in the first movie which is kind of going for like more thematic resonance with like talking about the familial unit and making, you know, fear for your family be kind of like the big scare in the movie. You know, it kind of does a little bit of a trade for more uh, big budget action set pieces. And I, and I think the movie's all the better for it. Like, whereas like the first film is kind of like a meditation on some of these like right. concepts. This is like a roller coaster. That's true. And I think that, I think it's all the better for it. It makes me want like, more, just give me more, 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 more movies, more movies. <laughs> this I want to see these kids do all kinds of crazy shit. It's yeah. great. Uh, and yeah, I mean, and I also, I really appreciated the, uh, like, I'll save it for spoilers. I'll save it for spoilers. Spoilies. I'll save it for spoilers. Spoilies. Um, <laughs> Before we get into spoilies, Sophia, you want to tell us how many times you actually saw this movie? So uh-oh. in the past, in four days, I have seen this movie three times, inclu- and also I rewatched A Quiet Place. So, so I've seen four A Quiet Place movies. So in like we four said, it's a, it's a warm take versus a versus a right after. Okay, it's, an in, it's an informed take. Yeah. So yeah, I was only planning knows. on seeing it twice because I always, I wanted to see the movie twice because the second time I thought, well, first of all, I really love the movie. But I thought, okay, maybe I can look and see some more background things, like sure. pay attention to other parts. And then as I was getting out of the second film, turns out a famous actor was in Wonder Bar, Woody Harrelson. And we found out that he, apparently him and his friends were going to go see A Quiet Place 2. And his friend was Dom Hall Gleason. <laughs> yes, who I didn't recognize Who's no first. schlub. We, yes. we love no him. No we love him. We absolutely do. I love Frank, if you're listening. Just telling you. Yeah. So you're my I got, favorite. So you turned around and walked right back. I went. I so I, I, was the I mean, time when I asked Mike, he said you bought a ticket so you could sit near them. What I, and I was like, is that okay? So I left. Uh, sorry, volume. Okay. I ate dinner. I went back to story screen. <laughs> And I was hoping that we'd at least be in the same theater. That'd just be so cool, seeing a movie at the same time as Woody Harrelson. And then as I'm going in, I see the whole row is still empty, except for him and a couple of friends. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm inc- doing it. <laughs> including social distancing, two seats away. I was right next to Woody Harrelson. And it was so awesome, because they were so nice. Like, I yeah. thought, okay, I'm counting my lucky stars that I'm seeing a movie next to Woody Harrelson right now. And then they turned to me, and they're like, Hi, what's your name? Who are you? Oh, and so I was they didn't like, necessarily know you worked here. No, I just flashed them my little badge, and I was like, "Hi, I work here. My name's oh, Sophia." Word. All right, and they're right. like, "Oh, so nice to meet you." We're sharing popcorn, and they were just asking me where I'm from, and I told Woody Harrelson that I had been reading and rereading *A Glass Castle*, the book at work between movies, and I loved his 
um, portrayal of the dad Rex in it. And he was like, oh, I love that. And uh, he said he met Jeanette Walls and he cried. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so it was. So this was a good experience. It was I'm wonderful. Glad he's a good, I'm glad he's a good dude. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah. Sounds like a good. Him and his beanie. He was so friendly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was great. Very cool. During the trailers. Did he, did he like the movie? He did, and during the trailer, it was so funny to like listen to the reactions as I was watching. Yeah. There was like, you know how before horror movies there's like horror trailers. There was like a Candyman trailer, mm-hmm. and after it played, he was like, "Fuck, I'm traumatized just watching that trailer." <laughs> was that the and new Candyman? I think so. I think we yeah. only played the new Candyman. And then trailer. another, I'm horror... like, he should have played the old Candyman. Yeah. Probably will from when which we is played, also terrifying. We Candyman. Yeah. Then another horror trailer started, and he was like, another horror trailer, and he was like, he was terrified. <laughs> nice. And is Woody even in any scary movies? I don't. I don't think so. He's in Zombieland, but that's, I mean, that's different. Yeah. Uh, True Detective is pretty freaking scary. The season, sure. that, the original recipe season that he's yeah. in is that's, is that's is true. the stuff of nightmares. In it my is opinion, the, it is more. <laughs> Thriller in genre, but yeah. it does certainly have its scary and moments. A yes. plus performance, but yes. Yeah. Woody, if you're listening, uh, thank, <laughs> thank you so you. much for listening. You're, uh, you're a great guest. So we're, the uh, they were so friendly. We're hoping they come back, and we're hoping so. they tell their other friends, and that All Justin Thoreau comes too. Yeah, yeah. I hope Justin Thoreau at the coffee shop. He, he was nice. He can bring his dog. It's cool. His dog's very well behaved. I think he. If there's any dog that should be allowed in the theater, it's Justin Thoreau's. <laughs> That was like the that was like one of the most well-behaved dogs I've ever met. I was Pretty like, "Pretty great, damn." He <laughs> gets uh, almond milk cortado, I think. Unless he was getting it for a friend, but I think it was for him. It's probably for him. Yeah, it sounds like a fitness person drink. Sounds healthy-ish. Word. Well, you know, we've talked about Quiet Place, Quiet Place Part Two, uh, the deafening silence, um, <laughs> and then we've talked about uh, who we've seen the movie with, famous or otherwise. Yeah. So I think I now, saw it with these two. Yeah. Saw, they're famous enough They're on this fam- podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah we, we are hot take famous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I think it's time that we jump into the spoiler zone. Uh, I think we all recommend seeing this movie if you have not seen it yet, dear listener. Right? I'm going to see it again. Absolutely. I would also like to see it. I'll I'm see gonna... it a fourth time. Yeah. <laughs> Only if Woody Harrelson's there. Oh, yeah. Or, or another celeb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll be right back with spoilies for A Quiet Place Part 2. I'm out of subtitles. Hey guys, Mike Burge popping in here real quick to tell you about a really cool business that you should definitely be supporting, whether you live in the immediate Hudson Valley area or not. It's called Dark Side Records. It's an absolutely fantastic place that you need to check out immediately. They sell everything. Anything that's cool, they got it. They're not just records. They got CDs. They got cassette tapes. They got all of the music stuff that you want to do, but they also got really cool t-shirts. They got great CBD supplement options, and they got that dank glassware. You know what I'm talking about. It's for tobacco use, but you know we don't have to lie about that anymore. We don't have to lie about it in New York and be like, oh, this is just for like tobacco use only. I'm going to just use this. You can use that shit for absolutely anything. You can use it for anything that you want. If you want to smoke, you know, oregano in it, you can do that. You know, don't smoke anything that's going to hurt you or be really bad for you. Like, don't do that. Anyway, they have that stuff. They also got DVDs, Blu-rays. Did I mention vinyl? They also got VHS tapes, laser discs. I kind of go there to check that stuff out. It's where I get my record player fixed. It's where I get my VCR fixed. Dark Side Records, friends of the show, 
absolutely fantastic. They have their own podcast as well. They got two of them, actually. I've actually guested on them before. It's an absolutely fun business to support. Um, you can check more stuff out by going to darksiderecords.com. You can order online and have it delivered to you wherever you live in the world. Pretty sure they'll just get it to you. And if you live in the immediate area, you know, they are at 611 Duchess Turnpike in Poughkeepsie. Uh, they're fantastic. Again, that website is darksiderecords.com. Visit it, check it out, see if you like it. Drop on in and see them. They are open uh, all the fucking time. I mean, these guys, these guys wreck it. And I know they're open seven days a week, essentially 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. I think they have different hours on Sunday. Oh, I do know that they do because I have it written right here in the copy. They're open 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Sunday. Right now with the health and safety stuff, they're doing masks are required. All the staffs are wearing masks. Staffs are required to disinfect surface areas between visits and there's dividers at checkout. I have gone there multiple times after the start of the pandemic and all these different regulations and guidelines are in place. I feel completely safe. They got that little hand sanitizer squirt bottle right at the front door. I use it when I'm coming in and I use it as I'm going out. Gonna kill whatever I'm bringing in and I'm not taking anything out with me. They're an absolutely fantastic business filled to the very brim with very cool people both working there and going there. So if you wanted to try and improve your coolness, you cannot do much better than starting to go to Darkside Records, the Hudson Valley's largest independent record shop. we're back with spoilies for a quiet place part two i can't hear nothing <laughs> that is the title of the movie <laughs> i can't hear nothing speak up would you speak up hey who's saying that uh so yeah quiet place part two uh a lot to spoil though spoiler town there was a customer that krasinski's came in and said it was too quiet Ooh. and they couldn't hear it <laughs> first spoiler More. is krasinski's More. in it Krasinski's in it. He's supposed to be dead. Flashback. 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 Yeah, I thought that flashback was handled really well because we talked about it like after our screen, after we had our private little screening of it, and I was like, "Man, they're in this flashback for a while." They were in it for a while, but then it like the way the payoff with it, I thought was really good. It was very good. I love the details too. Like mm-hmm. both movies start with a shot of the same town, and they shot they start with a shot of the same traffic light. Yeah. And in the first one, it's crashed, and in the second one, it's hanging up. Mm-hmm. It's just it's perfect. Or when they show the rocket and the pharmacy, that's clearly meant to look like the Beacon uh, Health Foods. Really, store, just the didn't do it there store. again. Uh, yeah, I, 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 they didn't yeah. use the same location, it did look but very they did similar. try and make it yeah. look like it. Yeah, unless yeah. you're from Beacon, you wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, it's yeah. true. <laughs> it is true. But uh, yeah, that first sequence is pretty baller. It's it. great. And then, you know, just the both movies, the first movie did this very well and the second movie continues to do it well is, is the use of when they're using sound versus when they're not using sound and just how good kind of like the the uh, like three-dimensional space audio works, like, you know, like little sounds and pitter-patters yep. of feet and little things like that. Like the, mm-hmm. uh, the ambient sound is super, super cool and always like kind of expertly done. And uh, Sound of Metal kind of does this to – to a perfect degree, but just kind of when they're transitioning from like the perspective of a hearing person to the perspective of like someone who, who is not hearing. And they do that in this movie very well, I think too. And, and the way that they can kind of create tension kind of doing that push and pull through those kind of audio spaces is also very, very cool. Did you guys, um, did you assume that when it goes to 
you know, quote unquote modern day in the in the sequel, is it supposed to be almost immediately after the end of the first one? Oh, or do it you is. Think, it yeah. is immediately. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I was like, it's a little weird that they're like a little bit older than they are in the first movie. Because it is like it's moments later. Sure. Like, because yeah. she has like the gun I mean, in her hand. It's like she just shot the yeah. the Gorgon. Yeah. Showing showing the kids in the flashback section. You know, they're obviously. Much bigger and older, yeah. but I mean, if they tried fine. to if they tried to de-age him, I'd be bitching about that right now. Oh, yeah. totally, you know? it's totally fine. Yeah. But it's like uh, what they did to the poor the poor children in, in it chapter two. Uh, like, You've made my my boy soft. What have you done to them? I know. They, they just, just airbrushed them to death. It's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 Finn Wolfhard. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Film, <laughs> film, young boy. Yeah, no, but uh. I just couldn't remember having only seen the first one the one time. I was like, how? the She had the baby in the first one, right? Yeah. She had it, and then I was kind of forgetting the sequences of them, like, interacting with the baby as, yeah. a, as a, another I think this character. movie is probably <laughs> best, because wa- as I was watching it, like, I remembered... I think more of it than maybe like the average viewer sure. who maybe mm-hmm. had not watched the first movie in a while because right. I, I was working on that video for it a year ago. So I had seen it like, you know, fairly recently and I was I was watching it a lot as I was editing through it. Yeah. And um, I, as we were watching, like not like the flashback necessarily, but even now kind of what, what you mentioned, Sophia, is that it probably would have been better to have watched the film like leading right up to, to this one because there is so much like it really does like – Bam! Pick up right yeah. and and it has a lot of like. There's a lot of moments and while they're still in the farmhouse, yeah. When she goes down to like goes down the, the stairs and she water. just misses the nail, right? And, you're just like, right. and yeah. a, a lot of that stuff was like, oh yeah, that happened. That happened. Yeah, I when she's kind of fishing around in the water at first, I was like, what is she doing? And then as soon as she pulls out the O2 tank, yeah. I'm like, oh right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot all about the the baby sarcophagus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the whole concept of needing to be quiet and you can't reason yeah. with a baby. No, you can't. To tell them to not cry. I mean, they did a that good, baby they did, did seem job. overall very quiet for a newborn baby. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. For a newborn baby, that totally. was a very quiet baby. It read the, it read the room. It's like, I think I'm not supposed to be it. I think, I think I'm not supposed to be that loud. What's going on here right now? It did. Definitely baby pr- produces some of the greatest tension moments in the movie, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the movie just, you know, it constantly puts our, our heroes in great, like, tension predicaments. And I also think the way that the movie fleshes out it, the world is, like, painfully efficient. Like, it's like, you know, they're introduced, like, Cillian uh, Murphy is is the main new character. Right. right. He's the main new character. And, and the way that they catch you up to speed on him, I think, is so well done. Like, yeah. you know, they... He's he's kind of only like barely in the flashback, right? But, but it's the whole enough. the whole flashback's kind of for him in a way. It you is. Know? It's enough though. It's, yeah. It proves that the characters know each other. Mm-hmm. He had his own family to lose. Yep. Um, that's all we really needed to know. Yeah. You know, everybody didn't have a beard back then. And he didn't have a beard back then. I was so surprised that John Krasinski had a beard to begin. Then. Like oh, to when begin it did with? the day one, I, I mean, was so beard surprised. is pretty well maintained. That's true. Yeah. He's <laughs> a, he's a man. Be... Uh, he's a vain man in, in the apocalypse. They uh, <laughs> they kind of yeah they kind of paint the like pre 
<laughs> I was about to say pre-pandemic. It is kind of pre-pandemic. There pandemic is a moment when the yeah. guy, Cillian uh, <laughs> or Killian Murphy, when he um, lifts down his handkerchief, it was so reminiscent of taking off a mask in COVID to me. Yeah. Oh, definitely. When him and Emily Blunt, like when he like lifts down the mask and looks at the baby, it's so reminiscent to me of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think, I think, you know, there's many reasons to release a movie after the pandemic has chilled out, but I do think one of the reasons it's like, even if they try to release this streaming for like a price point, it's just not the movie people want to watch. Maybe not during a pandemic because yeah. it's like because it does have so many like. I mean, there's some people who are just sadistic fucks and they'll watch Make the movie hope. pandemic during yeah. the pandemic and you know, but uh, yeah, I can see this movie feels like a better like. Now we got that a little bit more behind us. I'm glad we have some distance from peak pandemic before watching. This yeah, movie. I mean, at least on my end. Who's to say too? I I mean, I don't know with. Some of the movies that are getting release, released now, you know, whether editors, directors have had more time to tighten things up, to look at stuff. I'd imagine know. so. Um, I, I would assume so with at least some movies that are coming out months and months later, you know. So I feel like when they come out now, they're going to be like really awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think I think for a lot of films, like post-production is, is the crunch time. And, right. And, you know, any benefit to giving editors and directors more time in the post-production chair is only better for the movie because you know movies are best i think when they can be cut down and streamlined and that's all editing is is kind of chiseling away till you kind of got the most concrete this wasn't vision this didn't feel overly long i liked that it ended where it did it was good it was satisfying i I think the pacing of this movie is is brilliant i think this movie you know I, i thought the first quiet place was directed spectacularly i think this movie from a you know, John Krasinski wrote and directed it, and I think the the pacing and and the direction I think was tremendous. I think the ways that they choose to build tension, like you know, I'm I'm glad we saw it. I mean, it's fair. I know you saw it like three thousand more times. But I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad that we saw it uh, privately because I was hooting and hollering. First time, me too. I was, yeah. Yeah. I was next yeah. to you. I if so, if yeah. someone if yeah. someone was like in the theater, if someone oh, yeah. shushed me during watching that movie, I'd be like. Fuck you, man. Yeah. Like, do you see what's happening? Like, yeah. the, Quiet, the Quiet Place Part 1, yeah. I think, is a movie where it is best if the whole theater can be quiet. This movie is like, I don't know, man. We're on the roller coaster. Like, yeah. I think it's okay to kind of be like, there was a yell, lot you know? of jump scares for, yeah. and I and I I always respond to those. <laughs> so there's a lot of like, ah, I oh, was jumping the third you know. time watching it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, when I watched it with a, a Gleason, oh my god, he was jumping at every minute. He was like, <laughs> him. What he would do is like he would get nervous and start laughing, and then the whole theater would laugh like out of like awe, like after the intro, and like That's... there's like the credits, like he'd be like, <laughs> and like the whole theater, he would go like, <laughs> like have his, he would clap behind his head, and like. <laughs> I mean, that's part of any audience experience that that can, that can make or yeah. break it, you know. It's like yeah. a community experience. There were people that brought little children into the first Quiet Place when I saw it, and Better that know. was bad because bad. there was were the talking probably too. Yeah, because that's what yeah. you don't want. When like they're talking, why, why yeah. is the, the yeah. baby dead in the well, beginning of the movie? They're it's like, like uh. <laughs> they're like, what's going on when Emily Blunt's water breaks, and that's like a scary sequence in mm-hmm. that movie. Yeah. And, and it's also hard to explain to a child during a Quiet Place part one the miracle birth, birth. Yeah. right? When it's like she's shut up. Yeah, and there was <laughs> there was also like a lot of like loud 
super yeah. loud popcorn eating during the first one, which yeah. I felt like had more sequences of quiet than this one. This one had that's, a lot more action. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this movie, it's like, you know, I'm going to give the, the Robbie seal of approval to, to be a little louder during oh, this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, You'll know when you should probably try and be quiet, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. not for very long. No one likes the, the question asker during the movie. So no. just don't do that. But if you got to yell during a jump scare, hopefully you're not the only one. Oh, yeah. Glad yeah. imagine. Yeah. Yeah, hoot and hollering. Um, <laughs> I love that this movie continues to not be concerned about uh, like where the aliens come from. I love that. Yeah, it's so good. I do it's too. Like, like the it birds. just weighs it down, you know. And I also like the fact that it's not one of those movies where we need to have some kind of overall empathy for this alien creature. It's just yeah, it's just scary. Just the alien. Yeah. They haven't made us in Stranger Things feel for the Demogorgon yet, have they? No. Not really. They, I feel like they will be like, actually, they are part of like the delicate ecosystem of the <laughs> <laughs> I've never empathized for the COVID. Why would I empathize for aliens? Let's just Well, so you know, weird. that you say that now until you right. realize mm. that you but have I feel, to. <laughs> but there are interesting movies and takes where that is part of the equation. But I like in this sort yeah. of action, you know, Horror genre, they are, they are a vessel of tension. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Stranger Things does do that. Because think about Eleven. Sure. Well, she like, has like a direct some like connection yeah. with. So them, like right? sometimes she like uses her powers like for bad kind of like if she does something bad or yeah. there's like theories that the only way the upside down will close is if she dies too like. So that is kind of complicated. Well, I mean, the Russians keep fucking opening it, so. Yeah. Right. right right now, she's yeah. the only thing standing in the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree that it's cool. And, like, I, I also like that this movie doesn't have a lot of, like, you know, uh, you should feel for the villain. And the movie doesn't really have a villain. Like, you meet, like, those weird, like, boat cannibal, uh, yeah. I assume, sex offenders. They seem like they're going to do a bad thing. They did, but can we talk about how, like, is this going to... If if there's a third movie, which I yeah. feel like this the way it ends abruptly yeah. sets it up yeah. potentially for a third movie. Mm-hmm. It's getting more. Are we to infer that there's some sort of illness or zombie like effect or something? Because all um, those people on the dock had crazy weird red. I feel like they eyes. just were like f- fucked up from being yeah. like. I think I think like you're from just from incest. What are we thinking? Maybe I mean, well, maybe they were like in some kind of you know. I don't murder. know. I I think or the like uh, Killian Murphy's wife died because she got sick, but we don't know yeah. what she got sick from. True. That's true. I, I mean, you like could you could take it. She could have gotten direction. sick from anything though, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, in in the post apocalypse where you don't have access, she could have to cancer health. and just she, no medicine. She got cancer. She could have had something that started off some some something like, low she could have key. had tetanus. And yeah, it that's just turned true. Into, you know, they don't have access to that's very true. The things that you need. Even the was... kid who got his, uh, uh, was it Noah Droop? Oh. The bear trap scene. I guess we, should, we haven't even talk, fucking talked about that. Spoiler town. We didn't spoil the town. We didn't spoil it. This gross. is the third time That's I like the still... one scene that's gross. Yeah. Well, you know, the movie is such, such a good, again, it's, so it's the good. audio that I think is why that movie will always make you jump. Yeah. Because if you're seeing in the theater scream. and it can be super loud, it's like, it's because the audio, the audio hits you like a truck every time. Yeah. Because the movie's so quiet otherwise. So it's like, it's hard to escape the jump scares in yeah. this movie or just like the, and the this, tension. And this is why deaf people enjoy the movie too because when you watch it in a theater, especially when you have like surround sound or something, you can, you can still feel, feel the bass. Like yeah. You can feel it in your chest right. when there is a jump scare. It's For pretty sure. wild, this movie, compared to the first one too, whereas the first one, there was so much emphasis on not speaking, trying to stay quiet. Um, and then in this one, that's still true, but... We do have these instances where 
Nojoop steps on the trap and his leg is getting fucking shredded and he is screaming yeah. and you're just like, oh my god, he's screaming, he's screaming. Mm-hmm. Oh, be quiet, stop, be quiet, stop, stop, be quiet. Stop, stop. You know? But then it's like, and, and then, then the baby, but then you hear, yeah. and then the baby's crying, and then you hear Emily Blunt trying to be like, stop. And it's like, oh, but you know he can't stop yeah. his fucking yeah. foot. I think has to go. Yeah. For a while, I was just like, I guess they're going to take that foot off. I, he made it. I thought that too, because to be honest with you, I don't know that every situation like that would have just been okay afterwards, like puncture wound. Like, I feel like getting a trap off of a foot like yeah. that would have tore that foot up. I mean, I think you have to, <laughs> they did enough to help you suspend your disbelief because yeah. he did have to deal with it for the rest of the movie. Yep. He, yeah. It was an issue for the whole movie. That's true. And, and she was she worried was it was going to get infected. So she had to get the antibiotics, which yeah. she did did get for him and you saw his condition deteriorate right by the end of the movie while he's dealing with all the other shit too so that's true so i think you know if he if he's in the third movie walking fine and running i'd be like all right they did enough but it would be better if they gave him a limp yeah yeah it would be better but you know um yeah i think we get i think what you do in the movies going forward is you just continue to expand the world um and they and that's a lot of what i think this movie does because it's 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 less of a focus on the fa- the first movie is about like how does a family unit survive in this alien world. This next movie is like how is the world doing, or yeah. how is these like little pockets of communities doing in the world. I was and gonna say it kind of it deals a lot with like the kids being cognizant of the rest of the world. Like she wants to help everyone else. She wants to reach out once yeah. she knows that she can help. She's like, but I could stop it for everybody. It's not so much just about the family. It's like, okay, it's outside yeah. the family. She has more like humanitarian right. call to action. Totally. And um, it's, it, I could see it's like her age bracket being um, just kind of motivated to like want to help do things and not mm-hmm. want to just sit and hide, you know? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, you know, I, I get so that, you know, they show you kind of like, what like all like kind of what like the pockets of like what could be going on in this world? They show you like what a character like Celia Murphy is dealing with, where he's like, I don't want to fucking be dealing with anybody right now. Right. They show you kind of like these like people with scurvy, basically. Like yeah. these just like well, I think that's cool. You see that in a lot of I you think post apocalyptic narratives where there's like there's like one crew of people. You have the people on the island who are just like we're actually doing pretty fucking good. Pretty right good now. until so we sh- let. Freaking yeah. Killian Murphy and yeah, <laughs> Millicent onto the yeah. island. Bad time. And the Demogorgon like, floats over on his raft. They show you, and and that also like is really cool because they show you how even like one fuck up, yep, is enough to just yeah. set yeah. you back like hundred percent. So I think, I think going forward, you know, they'll do more to show you maybe like more communities and and have a juxtaposition of just like. Some people who don't have access to a lot of resources sure. or just, like, are burned a lot. I don't know. Like, yeah. literally. I mean, literally. They had weird burns on them. So, definitely, you know? again, speaking of Killian Murphy, if you haven't seen 28 Days Later, you should. Because that's a movie that deals with zombies, but it, it deals with the fact that just the rest of the human race can be a lot worse. Yeah. Last in in us, situations uh, like that. Yeah. It brings out the worst of people. Games, like, also deal with that. Especially, totally. Especially the first one where they, you know, they'll... You'll have, you know, you're following these two main characters who are generally pretty good, except for maybe you learn that maybe the one character you're playing as is, is kind of more of a redemption arc because he was kind of a piece of shit. Right. And then, you know, as you're meeting other characters, even characters who are nice, you see just how easily they're right. un- under under the such dire strains of survival, you can you might have to do things you're not proud of. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, you know, like these people are just trying to survive and maybe do a weird sex thing, which isn't cool. Gross. Right. Yeah. 
It's not good. Yeah, not I good. like, but that was a very cool uh, callback like, to the to the flashback when it was like mm-hmm. the one motion that Killian Murphy remembered was dive. I knew yes. it from like the start. Like of that course. was such a give. Like of yeah. course, check off, check off's dive. Yes, check off sign language. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that whole, I love that whole scene though. Cause everything about it is ingenious. Like how he's trapped yep. is great. Cause you see that girl on the dock and you're like, I wish she going to fucking do something. Like, <laughs> yeah, she go, I, was, I was, I was like, she's going to yell. She's well, gonna at yell. first I, I expect... thought she was going to bite him or something. I was like, this is a zombie child. What is this? Yeah, yeah. I thought she was going to be dead or something. But then like the way that like she, he was trapped where he, ha- he was covered in balls. So it was just like, Hey, you can't do anything. Right. You know, you and, bells and, around your neck. and I love how when he's like, he's underwater, he's like getting strangled. And you're like, cut the rope, fucking do something. Right. And it's when the monster just, or when the dude gets just fucking beheaded. You're yep. like, oh, he's good now. Like, that's, yeah. such, that's such good, like, mm, mm, such yeah. good planes of action. <laughs> yes. It's so, it's like the, the Rue, was it Rue Goldbar? What's the, what's the machine that's like Rube a bunch? Goldberg. Yeah. That's the one. Where it's just like, where it's just like, everything's just falling into place. Yep. Narratively. Yep. So good. It's such yeah. brilliantly, like, placed action it's so cool mm-hmm. i think one of my favorite tense parts is i feel like this should have been in the trailer or something so one of my favorite parts is in the radio at the end when they're doing the ah, on-air thing when yeah. he takes his hand on the glass and slowly oh yeah that's one of the best it. shots in the movie yeah i love that shot yeah, it's yeah. So, good. so much i definitely i liked all of the new sets the new set pieces like being yeah. in that steel, the radio tower was steelworks really cool. factory the radio tower metro yeah. north yeah um <laughs> the, the train car i was like a why are you going in there you could have just walked around it but well, you know she, she looked like she was trying to get the first aid kit so that kind of became the mission eventually yeah, yeah. i didn't she know i have to go was... exploring yeah like that was for no reason he, yeah, he stayed all... with the baby well, that's you know... uh that's like just being young and dumb yeah that's like being mm-hmm. bored and He's definitely young. and also curious He's just like he was. He's supposed to be a younger character. It also, I thought that scene was really good in making you maybe feel more in danger for uh, Reagan's character because she's with Cillian Murphy and yep. he's exploring his house basically, and he's and it, it's creepy because it's like, yep. oh, he drew his child. Uh, let's see, like a three, million times, three thousand fucking times. Yeah. Okay, okay, and oh, his uh, dead wife is still here. So you're just like, all right, maybe she's kind of like, mummified at yeah. that point. So which you're is like, gross. maybe this dude's like a lot more unstable than you think he is, and then it kind of turns out that he's. I was thinking maybe hmm. those drawings were made by the wife when she was in the bed, like she missed her son. Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, you, you see, know? You see him drawing. That's a good point. They might have both been doing it. Yeah, you, I think you see him drawing it, at one point. Yeah, because they were mostly in that be. bedroom, so I thought maybe she really missed well, her son. Maybe if like, they were just sitting together for that long period of time. What's he going to do? And it's there's so no sad. nothing else to do, exactly. I'm son. still kind of amazed that there's any form of electricity. I would think that that would have been destroyed, but I guess not. I think they have... They had a lot of candles, and I think, you know, if you have, like, a generator that can run on, like, yeah. kinetic energy, like a, sure. like a water turbine or something. I did love small. that factory, though, like, them being able to kind of close yeah. that, uh, what is that? Like, what are they uh, shutting off? That tank? I don't know. Yeah. Don't it's know. like some kind but of... it's such a good t- t- point of tension. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the fact that there's not enough air in there to stay in there longer yeah. than, like, however many minutes, five minutes or something like that. Yeah. I was, I was really expecting the baby to not make it. Me too. Well, I was expecting just a big death. I was like, all right. I was Emily like, baby's going to be blue when they open well, that. Well, I was thinking <laughs> Emily Blunt dies and then, you know, the next movie is the kids. Yeah. And how they, how yeah. they move on in the world. That's um, true. 
fine that she didn't die. Yeah. Not, not upset about it. But that's that's the direction I thought they were going to go in. Especially given the ending, too. I feel like there might be a draft of this movie where she didn't make it. Mm. Um, because, like, the fun. ending is very much like, you know, they, they have overcome all obstacles. Well, I just like you know? that it is kind of like it was with the parents being brave and stepping up to protect. And then this yeah, the one is sort are... of like the kids are taking it onto themselves yeah. to tr- try to protect these other people that they care about. The future it's is very forward. cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, uh, the score is really beautiful in that last sequence when, like, both the kids are kind of mirrored yeah. in what they're doing. Oh yeah, it yeah. makes me tear up. Yeah, it was beautiful. it was good. It's a it's a really it's a really cool movie. I think you know I think when I said earlier like it, it lacks more of like the meditative thematic resonance the first movie might have had, but I think even in its actiony moments, there's still a lot to to analyze and look into, and and I think there's even more going on under the surface of the movie than just being. Fucking cool. (laughs) But it is certainly fucking cool. Like it does that very well. Yeah. Um, right. Anyone have any other moments they really want to talk about? I mean, Sophia, you yeah, have the entire Sophia. film in your head. Lay it on, man. Scene by scene. Yeah. Um, I, I love the movie. I have ideas of what the third will be about. Speculate. When I speculate that, based on watching the first one, there's a lot of newspaper headings that say, get underground. And that's kind of what they show in the second mm. one, where he's he, they do have like that underground chamber. So I think the key, if they're going to wrap it up, because it doesn't seem like they can kill all the monsters, because more than three monsters die in A Quiet Place 2, and the dad thought there was only three monsters to begin with. So there's, gotta be more, there's more than yeah. that. It's confirmed, because they kill one in the first, and they kill at least three. I mean, even that second. flashback sequence, it looks like meteor shower... Rocket, whatever. Who knows yeah. how many yeah. things are on? Whatever. I mean, who exactly. even knows if like the whole world's dealing with it? I'd imagine because right. you yeah. think someone would step in and try. Would there be a radio signal? But something. Yeah. So for the third one, I think the key will be they may f- they may find some underground community or create one mm. where they can like live in peace. And it's like Love and Monsters, which I also love. I do love that movie too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know the the. Also, there's only one implant. That does that frequency, which isn't inaccurate. But there is only that one thing he tampered with. So there has to be a second, at least, if something happens to that. Or a way to replicate what he's doing. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, the... I think the natural progression, or at least what we, you know, it's Krasinski's job to surprise us and delight us. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But I think, you know, with those types of stories, the natural progression is just like, all right, you know, they want to, you, you know start anew with these post-apocalyptic stories it's like all right how do we how do we hit reset how do we start anew how do we bring humanity out out of phoenix from the ashes yeah and i wonder if you know if they will get so grandos tackling that in the next movie i feel like there there need to be a few more movies before you get to like that point i think they they may just spend the next movie trying to get back together with the family like i feel like they are separate you know at the end of the second one they're separated yeah Yeah, it may Mm -hmm. be like the incredible journey to get back to mom and Noah jupe and the baby i think it's good to keep it tight with hints of the bigger world yeah because i think that's what this movie does where it's like you know it's 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 a it's a 90 minute movie it's pretty tight like there's they Mm -hmm. they don't cover no filler yeah, yeah they don't cover too much ground you know, it's it's really towards the end of the movie when, like, they, they basically, like, island top, you're like, oh, they actually covered a, a great distance in this, sure. in this film. But for the most part, it's, like, pretty, you know, there's not a lot of miles covered in the film, you know. Yeah. So we'll see what happens in the next one. 
And again, like, you know, I think, you know, I'm glad Emily Blunt's character survives, but she didn't have, like, a ton to do in this movie. She didn't. You know? And that's why I'm, I'm like, kind of surprised that she just didn't kick the bucket. But I'm very happy that she had but her she moment where she got, got to shoot leg, all the tanks. Yeah, she got her leg cut Fucked pretty up. bad at yeah. the end of the movie. And so did Killian Murphy. He got hurt at the end of the movie, that's true. too. So maybe the beginning of the next movie is, like, they... I don't know. Or it's kids got to take the lead because they got to take yeah. care of the adults. I was really surprised that Evelyn, the mom, asked Emmett to go after her daughter. That seemed really weird for a character to me because she, the whole time, she's very self-reliant, very independent. Well, it was really hard for her. And also, Emmett, the whole time, at that point, is like, I don't want to take care of you guys. Get out. Be out. So it seems weird that she's relying on him. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, the fact that she has a newborn baby, She has a baby, but then she leaves her son with him. Well, because she has to get the medicine. I think she knew she couldn't do it all. Yeah. And I think even in that moment, it was really... She she asked very, like, matter-of-factly, but it was because she's like, there's no other option. You have to do this. Right. You have to do this. There's no other option, because she... She doesn't have her husband anymore. There's no way for her to get the medicine and get her daughter, and she wasn't willing to choose. Right. She couldn't get her daughter and get her medicine on the way back. I think they were in opposite directions. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I shouldn't have the mom minivan to, to do all the do all. <laughs> yeah. she couldn't, she, I gotta go to the, I gotta go to the CVS. I gotta go get my daughter from <laughs> where the fuck she went. <laughs> I gotta I gotta I gotta go to soccer practice. I gotta I pick up more O2 for my baby. Gotta pick we don't up way more O2. Yeah. You know, she uh she needed she needed some help from yep, an old friend. True. Who uh, was seemed to be losing his mind. I was also like, Killian Murphy's wearing shoes, yo. No one That's else. I noticed thing. that too. And I was like, Yeah. So can the rest of the family start wearing shoes? Because clearly, it's not that much louder. Yeah. It's yeah, like it you feel at this much. point they could make some kind of makeshift shoe because yeah. they show their feet are like bleeding. Well, I, I mean, they, she they stepped on the them. nail. Yeah. I think you know. <laughs> I think the idea, or maybe it's not the idea, but what I like from some characters. Uh, different footwear choices is that it just again it, it just shows how different everyone deals with it differently deals with it yeah, yeah where it's like you know again like there is no rule book to like alien invasion well you know you're supposed to wrap your feet and do this they just they were like off. we're just gonna do that and then you know Emily Blunt's character is retreading the uh, like the path the white path they made right back through the first movie and back to like yeah back where to the, that pharmacy where the pharmacy is so like you know they they. And that's what that first movie's all about, is like how that family developed their own rule set and right. how they had an advantage because they already had enough child. So they already were like, they have well, a way we to can communicate, communicate. Like with they everyone already, in the family. They had a yeah. leg up. It's why they kind of made it as long as they did. That's true. Another thing I love about this film is when they use ASL when Reagan isn't around. Yeah. I yeah, love that's cool. that. Yeah. And like it's not too. even just a survival thing. Like, I love that. That's how the even, family talks. Exactly. Yeah. Even in like day one, like in the baseball yeah. game, you see she's signing him to breathe yeah like i love that it makes it feel like they're all being treated equal yeah i like it totally yeah it's very cool all right guys anything else go see it it's fun hopefully you've already seen it if you've made it this far because we told you go watch it again in the theater in the theater it's best in the theater you gotta see it yeah well thank you guys so much for joining me thanks for having me this is awesome yes and thank you listeners so much for listening as i mentioned up top and i will say again we are not the only podcast on Story Screen. StoryScreenBeacon.com is a host of many podcasts, articles, and reviews. You can go find us on YouTube and see our videos. You can also go on our website and find showtimes for the drive-in, for the theater. And you can also go to our members-only service for only $5. <laughs> 
hey, I'm talking to you. For only $5, (laughs) you can get access to even more cool content like this where we we get even more niche and talk about weirder shit. (laughs) Still movie-related for the most part or adjacent. Um, really cool stuff like like you know we have a whole show dedicated to just talking about Tony Collette. You didn't you just think you you do want that? You think you didn't? You do. Uh, me and Mike are doing a show where we're talking about video game adaptations. We also had a series where we dissected every single John Carpenter movie because I only saw a, a handful. It's a great series. It's Stalking Cop- Carpenter is oh, my fave, man. Thank you, thank it's you. Really very good. Much. Some good movies. It uh it got it was a bummer towards the end because. Uh, not as good. Not as good. But some of the ones, I mean, hey, man, some of those classics are great. And I and I got to, you know, it was a little bit of, like, film school for me. So hopefully it can be a little bit of film school for you guys. And it's way cheaper than film school. It is. $5 a month. That's super cheap. Unless you're subscribed to us for, like, 50 years, it might, it might add up. But, uh... I don't think we're gonna make it that long. <laughs> as a plan, as a plan, as a plan. Maybe, maybe the listener would. I'll probably I die young, so no. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> All right, so uh, that's all the business. Thank you guys for joining me. We'll be back with more hot takes on the new movies we love to see. Uh, what, what's in the what, Quiet Place Part Part Three? Return of the Quiet, the Avenger Underground. The Quiet. That's it. The <laughs> Quiet Place Part Three, the, the Underground. The underground. <laughs> Bye. So yeah, we'll be right back with spoilies for A Quiet Place Part 2. I'm out of subtitles. Alright, anyone need to do a pie break or anything? I could picture the music starting in my head. The... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad I finally dropped my phone because I almost dropped it like three times. About, about time, they say. <laughs>